Hello and Croeso to the third episode of the Welsh Referees Pod, aka Pod Devanwyr Cymru. I'm your host, Jack Ray. This week we're bringing you a very special interview with FIFA List assistant referee Kerry Williams, who was officially announced as the FAW's first ever female referees development officer last week. It was a real pleasure for me and the FAW match officials manager Lee Evans to sit down with Kerry and discuss her refereeing career so far, as well as her new role developing female refs here in Wales. Enjoy, moin hauch. I've got two special guests here with me today. Um, I've got the match officials manager for the Football Association of Wales, Lee Evans, and uh, the FAW's new and first ever female referees development officer, which is Carrie Williams. So uh, welcome to you both. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Carrie, I just kind of wanted to understand a little bit more about you and your background. So. How did you first sort of get into football? Was it something that happened for you like so long ago you almost don't remember or was there a specific moment? Um, for me, it was, I was quite young when I took up refereeing, um, mainly because I was awful at football. Um, my dad likes to say that I've got two left feet, but the only problem is I'm right footed. <laughs> so I never featured on the football field particularly much. Um, but yeah, my dad at the time was coaching um, an under-14s team. So my dad decided that he wanted to do the referees course just so that when he got shoved in the middle, when he was um, coaching, that you know he knew what he was doing. Um, and myself and my brother were just like, yeah, why not? We'll, we'll come along. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there, really. That was it. I did my referees course. And next thing I knew, I was stood in the middle of a football field with a whistling band. <laughs> and it just kind of... Just went from there, really. How was how was your first game? Do you remember it? I was petrified. Um, I only remember one thing about the game, and it was that I gave a corner and it was wrong. And I remember giving it, and I remember it being wrong, and everybody told me it was wrong. And that's the only thing I can remember. But I think I came off the end of it, and I just went, that was fun. I'll do that again next week. And yeah, I must have enjoyed something about it. It can't have been that bad. Right. And was it, were you refereeing juniors or? So yeah, it was a couple of years of just youth and junior football. Um, and then I started doing the women's um, and the girls leagues. And then, yeah, a couple, I think I did maybe two years of open age football as a referee. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to be able to specialise as, as an assistant. What made you want to specialise as an assistant and not follow the referees path then? Um, two reasons. The main one being I'm a much better assistant than I am a referee, um, <laughs> well, which probably says a lot of time <laughs> on referee. Um, but I just always, I always felt more comfortable on the line. I felt just, I preferred doing it. I think for me, it was, it's a slightly different set of skills. Um, I always found that I performed better on the line but then also that I felt more comfortable and I enjoyed it and they probably all went hand in hand you know you enjoyed something more you're going to be better at it and vice versa um but yeah I remember when when I had the the conversation initially and it was such an easy decision for me there was never a oh I'd still like to try and do both or maybe I'll look at referee and I was always no I'm an assistant and I'm I'm always going to be an assistant um 
so yeah it was it was quite an easy decision for me to make well I think we're thankful for that though that you did take that career path um mm. But it's it is a totally different mindset, isn't it? It's a totally different skill to refereeing. Refereeing is one way, but assistant, uh, the the art of the assistant now is come on leaps and bounds, and there's so much stuff to learn as an assistant. It's not just holding the flag, is it? It's um, it's 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 a lot a lot of work being an assistant, and it's a proper skill set. So I'm 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 for well, we're we're fortunate that you decided to do it. Yeah, I just wanted to ask as well about so so when you started kind of doing the assistant referee pathway, what was your sort of career trajectory then in terms of kind of what happened next once you decided to 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 kind of specialise in that role? Um, so for me, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was quite lucky that um, at the time I was kind of doing the top two divisions of women's football in Wales, um, but then I managed to get onto what is now the Cymru South um, and and doing those leagues as an assistant and yeah everything it, it just kind of snowballed from there really everything just sort of fell into place a little bit um, but I had a few years so I went to university in England so um, moved away from Wales for a couple of years and that was kind of I was a specialist assistant in Wales. I was still doing both in England and not enjoying it. So I was coming home every other weekend to try and do my games in Wales because I wanted to be on the line. Um, and it kind of meant that in terms of promotions and things like that, because I was not living here and I couldn't give the availability. I, I did have a couple of years of just sort of sitting. And so I was on the women's prem, which was obviously fantastic and and kind of sitting in the, the new Cymru South. But um the old leagues um and the men's leagues and just yeah just kind of finding my feet really I think and then I was fortunate enough last season um beginning of last season to be promoted onto the the Cymru Prem um which has been just incredible really um massive learning curve but I've really enjoyed it that's great and I just wanted to ask obviously because you've obviously officiated on both sides um what's are there sort of do you feel like it's just football when I'm just officiating the same game whether it's men or women playing or do you feel or do you feel as though there's there's differences between the two games when you're officiating um I think there's definitely a difference um one of my biggest bugbearers is when people compare women's football to men's football right because for me they're they're very different sports um you know there's there's a difference in physicality and speed, but also in technical ability. And I've always said I think the women's game is more honest um, in terms of um, there's much less simulation. If a player goes down, it's because they genuinely can't get back up again. They do anything to fight to get back up for that ball. Um, so I do think there's a big difference between the two. Um, but also I do just see it as a game of football. You know, I don't go out thinking I've got a women's game today or I've yeah. got a men's say I just say I've got a game today um so yeah it's all football I just wanted to ask as well obviously about it was in 2018 you were selected for FIFA for, for the first time is that right um so yeah I got the call at the end of 2018 and then 2019 yeah. was my first year on the list what's that call like is it is it do you very quiet on the end of the phone or do you start like screaming I don't know how it goes just it depending was, on your personality I remember 
Eddie rang me and I was at work um, to tell me that I'd been invited to do the fitness test. Um, and Eddie rang me, which was, I was a bit like, oh, I'm, I've done something wrong here. I'm in trouble. I've got a missed call off Eddie. Panic. Um, and yeah, he, he, he asked me if I wanted to come down for the fitness test. And even for me, that was like, okay, this is good. This is, you know, this is big. Even if I don't get it, there's somebody sat there going, yeah, actually, she's, she's not bad. <laughs> She'll do. Um, and yeah, then, um, so you did the fitness test, everything was fine. And that was, I think we did the fitness test in maybe like the September or the October. And it was another month or so before I actually got the call to say, you know, you've, you've got it basically. Mm. Um, and it was Eddie again that rang me. And I just, I just remember just being quiet. And then I spoke to, to Phil Thomas, who was referees manager at the time. And I remember he was like, he was like, Kerry, are you happy about this? Because I think I just said nothing. I think I literally yeah. just utter shock at the other end of the phone. And I was like, and I was like, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Still processing it. And he was like, this is a good thing. I was like, okay, sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was very surreal. I don't think I said a lot in either phone call. I think I just kind of was like, just nodding away, like, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> People can't see you nodding when you're on a phone call. That's the problem, isn't it? They just get yeah. silence. Just get nothing. And then when you uh, obviously started, I, I think did you go out to European games before that though? Had you already had your first experience of, of refereeing abroad, apart from in England, obviously uh, a bit further away? Yeah, I was fortunate in 2016 that I went out on a mini tournament right. um, with Charlotte Carpenter, who was the then um, FIFA referee. Um, so I was lucky enough to go out on a on a mini tournament with her so I think that was nice I think going to that with no expectation without a badge and kind of being treated as you know like oh she's only young she's she's new well you know mm. was actually really nice so that when I did go on my first trip and people expected me to know what I was doing I had mm. actually a little bit of experience from before I, I can't imagine what it's like uh, <laughs> going out and, and doing something like that um I've always wondered about the communication with players as well. I don't know, where was your first game uh, abroad or your first game as a FIFA assistant? Uh, Holland. We had right. a World Cup, like pre-World Cup friendly um, yeah. in 2019. So, yeah, I went to Holland for my first game. And do you speak to, like, I've always wondered how you communicate with players with, like, do they all just speak good English or do you just have to gesture a lot? On, some some teams speak really good English. We had Holland versus Australia, so actually the level of English was was pretty good. Um, it was better. <laughs> do you know what? It was <laughs> not us, I think, was the. Uh, um, but um, sometimes it's just a lot of gesturing. It's a lot of the use of the word no because everybody understands the word no. Um, and yeah, I think I think you just. I, Typically, as an assistant, I probably don't say that much at all to the players. Obviously, you say more domestically, but it's it's a slightly easier flowing conversation. But yeah, I think it is just a lot of gesturing, a lot of your tone and, you know, words that you know that they understand. Um, Everybody right. understands the decision, though, don't they? Everybody understands no, and everybody understands what a red card is and a yellow card is. So yeah. they might they might say, "Oh no, we don't understand, don't understand," but everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does. And as referees, I remember when I went 
uh, on 2007 to my to my uh, course to become a FIFA referee. I, I had to do an English test. So all referees have to sit an English test and that happens to this day. So we all have to sit an English test. So I can see uh, why they made you sit one move. Yeah, I, I can understand <laughs> that. I, I started speaking well, so it'd have been all right. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, Kenny probably say that Holland was a first game away, but that 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 was a full stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh. It was yeah, it was something else. Um, I think there was thirty thousand people there because Holland were European favourites going into the World Cup, and they have a massive following anyway. Um, and yeah, I remember when uh, when they told us we were doing our you know, match day minus one, walk around the stadium and they were like, oh yeah, it's sold out. And me, Sharon and Laura all just looked at each other and we were like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> Expecting like 2,000 to turn out and yeah. we got 30. Yeah. It was at, and it was at PSV and Coven's ground, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a proper uh, old-fashioned stadium, isn't it? Because I, I remember doing a PSV Eindhoven there myself, and uh, it's a it's a good stadium to be an official at, I can tell you, especially yeah. when it's full. Yeah. There's actually a, an FC Cymru episode of that, isn't there, that people can go back and watch, that's so it. they can watch uh, you and Cheryl and Laura walking around the pitch and getting quizzed. On all things refereeing. To be fair, you played it off pretty well. I didn't get the sense that you were surprised that there was thirty thousand people going to be there. <laughs> just, just a few. <laughs> yeah. So it was definitely a high pressure start. And then, so obviously over the last kind of, so that was, so that was what three years ago. So and obviously since then it's just kind of rolled on. Um, but obviously now you've, you're sort of moving into kind of developing your career further as with a, with a new role as a female referees development officer. So I just want to start off by asking Lee, because it's it's come from him really that this this role has been created because it's brand new for the FAW, just why he kind of wanted uh, wanted us to, to move in that direction. Um, so what was the reason behind it, Lee? Well, I, I think, Jack, it's, it's, I think it's vitally important because we need to have more support. We need a referee development officer for our female match officials. We haven't got an awful amount of female match officials. I think you'll touch on it, the amount we have. And I think it's vitally important that we show support and and just to try and improve standards and get a group in. And and, and I think it's just, it's just something that was needed. And this yeah. is the right time now because at the end, like it's like Kelly just touched on, it's it's just it's football and it's laws of the game, and that the and everybody should be treated equal. It's not a man's game or a woman's game. It's football and it's laws of the game that we adhere to. So, and you know there are issues around, and Kelly will probably touch on it. So this is why it's important to have support, and then not not just have support on the pitch, but have support off the pitch. So that everybody becomes one and everybody's together. And then having someone like Kerry, who is, she might be shy and saying, but she is a role model to uh, younger assistants and our older and then our older referees and our younger referees. So it's really, really important. And we have we've had referee development officers for for the men. Men's, men's side of refereeing and, and the the female officials were invited onto them groups. But 
we need one for the female officials so the female officials can, can work together and move forward and have their own voice and their own platform and they can then choose which path they want to take like Kerry did but having somebody to show support to that I think is vitally important and I think it's 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 it was a must needed thing that we needed to do and is one of the first things that I, I that I wanted to introduce. Yeah, and just on those numbers you mentioned, so uh, just for anyone that doesn't know, only 3% of our match officials in Wales at the minute are actually female, which I think our playing percentage, so our participation in playing is about 13% uh, uh, women or girls. So we're, we're obviously, you know, we're starting from a very low point, but I'm hoping that obviously Kerry's appointment will be a, a step in the right direction. Um, uh, obviously, it's actually my job to recruit the referees, so Kerry doesn't need to worry about that. Um, so I'll uh, I'll do my best on that front. Um, but yeah, Kerry, I just wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about kind of why you felt it was a time to step into the to, into this role for yourself, and kind of maybe just obviously you're very new to the role, so I'm not expecting a full plan on what you want to do, but just kind of some of the initial ideas and thoughts that you you had about you know taking on this role. Yeah, I think for me, um, when I spoke to Lee about the, the role um, kind of being created, it was it was a bit of a no brainer, really, for me. I think it's it's a role that I would have loved there to have been when I was coming through the system. Um, and like Lee said, it, it, it is it is just football um, and there's things that, you know, I'll go through with the girls that those who have the male development groups will go through and it will be exactly the same. But I also think there are certain elements to to the game and to kind of preparation for it that that do vary by gender. Um, mm. You know, I I come from a physiotherapy background, um, and you know, training differences and things like that between male and women they they do exist. And um, you know, hormonal cycles in women play a massive massive part in training programs the best times to train certain things the best performance outcomes so actually having this generic training program doesn't necessarily always work for female match officials um but that's something that I've learned through my career that nobody's ever really told me in refereeing and actually if someone had said that to me when I was 16 it would have made training for fitness tests my performances at those fitness tests so much better you know I I failed fitness tests when I was first coming through the system um because I was training the same as the boys and it it, it wasn't working and um, it wasn't working for me whereas now my fitness everything around that side of of my performance is the best it's ever been because I understand my body better um and that was always one of kind of the big things that I wish somebody had told me. Um, and then on the other side to that, I think rightly or wrongly, female match officials get treated differently. Um, you know, people speak to you differently. People approach you differently. When I was still refereeing, if I had two male assistants, I've had club secretaries and managers speak to my assistants rather than speaking to me because just because I'm female um, and you, you do get treated differently. Sometimes it's what I like to call positive discrimination. And um, I, I think quite a lot people won't come running and screaming in my face, um, where, which I know, you know, male colleagues do get more of. Um, 
but I think it's having someone who you can have those conversations with because you know in the nicest possible way if I come up to Lee and say oh somebody said made this comment about me belonging in a kitchen Lee's gonna be like right because if someone said that to him he'd be like it's a strange thing to say because it's not it's not sort of discriminatory to him in any way and it's very difficult to have I think the same empathy when you're kind of going I can understand it's upset you but I also don't really get it because that sort of comment wouldn't upset me um so to have someone who can just be sometimes just as angry as you are about it I think um and just just to reassure people and also to teach the girls that it's not okay um because so many times coming through I've just been told yeah but you know like you're you're a girl in football what do you expect Mm. actually yes I'm a girl in football but doesn't mean I should be treated any differently um and I think sometimes the girls the girls need a voice they need somebody to be able to say actually no this isn't this isn't right um it's not just going to be a referee development group it's going to be a support network isn't it it's and it won't be just a support network in one area it'll be across the country yeah because like you said we've only got three percent so that support network will span across the country and and everybody think everybody's going to meet each other mm-hmm. and then like Kerry said some of these comments that they're ridiculous and we need that we need it to stop because at the end of the day it's just football but they do happen and these comments are happening and we need to we need to eradicate that from the game. But there is a way that it could be related to Kerry differently. So Kerry can Kerry can understand it and she can work with it and then we can deal with it. We can deal with it bang and we can nail that in and, that, and that's why it's really important to have this group. Yeah. I think it'd be it's kind of like a network that will be led by Kerry, but obviously um that all of the different female officials will then have the opportunity to to kind of make connections between themselves and sort of strengthen each other through that sort of unity. That's what we're hoping for. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think I think having those conversations between us to just sometimes to just know that it's not just you, and whether that's from struggling with fitness or a decision on field or something that's been said to you, just knowing actually, you know do you know what I had this game and this happened it you know it happens to all of us and and having that safe space and you know I I do think as females naturally as just you know the the way that that I think females are I think we do sometimes need a little bit more of a conversation around things and a little bit more more reassurance around them just just personality wise um I found in groups that I've been involved in before that have kind of been female development um groups that the conversations we have and the depth that we go into things is much more than I've then had when I've been in male development groups I just think that that's that's just just sometimes what girls are like it you know you can get everything out and it's a safe space to talk and share um and I kind of just want to create that I just want to create that community and that that team ethos that you know yes I'm in this role but actually that doesn't mean that what I say goes and that doesn't mean that I you know everybody has to come to me it's about creating a community where I'm here for any advice and any support that I can offer but actually I want the girls to be speaking to each other and supporting each other and and building this network yeah and um 
Yeah, and I just wanted to add as well, just from my perspective, that if any uh, anyone's listening who wants to be a who is it who wants to be a referee, uh, we have lots of courses. Um, and if you're a, a woman or a girl listening, uh, or you know one, we have to do female referee events coming up in uh, in July. Uh, so you know, go on to become a ref. Wales to check those out. Um, and Kerry, are you those are actually based around the uh, Euros. So are you going to the are you involved in the Euros in your physiotherapy capacity this time? Yeah, so right. unfortunately, I wasn't selected as an assistant referee, um, although obviously, as we know, Cheryl, our FIFA referee, is going. Um, but yeah, I've been really fortunate that um, I've been asked to physio for the referees um, at some of the venues. So um, that would be quite nice for me to stay involved. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it would be quite interesting as well to see the other side of some of these tournaments, kind of to see the the organisational side of it and the planning side rather than the refereeing side. Yeah, having myself and Lee be slightly involved sometimes in the international, the Wales internationals and the amount of organisation that goes into those is scary. And uh, being invited to be a part of it is scary as well, <laughs> a little bit, because you're like, what have I got what it takes? But I think we did all right, didn't we, Lee? Yeah, we did fine. We did fine. fine. Jack, Jack, was, Jack was a bit in awe of the players because... Because he's a he's a he's a fan, isn't he? He's a, he's a Wales fan, so he's in order of the players a little bit now. But the second game he was a bit better, and the third game he'll be even better. Then they'll just be all right, guys. How are you? <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Kerry, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to sort of cover off about the uh, female RDO role, or uh, are you happy with? Um, I think yeah, most of what I've said really. Um. I think it's just getting started isn't it um yeah and seeing seeing where it takes me I suppose um but yeah I'm really I'm really looking forward to it and like I say I hope that we can create this community and and I hope the girls want to listen <laughs> and find <laughs> what I say interesting and useful um you know I think even if it's just that I can share some of my experiences with the girls and just kind of give them that you know I'm here I've been through it I've done it I've probably made all the mistakes three times and I can I can tell you things I've picked up over the over the years I can tell you you know the the how to's and also the please don'ts and and kind of share that advice hopefully and you know ultimately our our goal is that in the next couple of years there are there are girls coming through who are fighting me for my badge and I'm gonna have to prove my point to keep it but um you know the the more girls we can get through to this level, um, it, it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I think I, I, I reiterate that. I'm, I'm really excited about it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, the, and, and the more we get through, the better, because, you know, the vision, you know, our Wales vision by 2026, we have a, a full list of, uh, of female match officials. And I think this is the start of it. And then, you know, touching on that again, how nice would it be for Kerry, Cheryl, Laura to be doing a game and the Adio group come and watch and come into the change room and see how you work and, and what goes on pre-match and post-match and stuff like that. I think I think I think it's brilliant. I absolutely do think it's brilliant and I'm really, really excited to see how it grows and develops. Great stuff. So just before you go, Kerry, um I've got some We've got nine questions for you. Just uh, answer them as quickly or as slowly as you like. But it is called quick five questions. So 
first off, right, we'll start off with what, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, uh, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> okay, um, so you're, you're from Swansea, so uh, Mumbles or the Gower? Born and bred Mumbles, so I'm going to have to say that. Okay, I should have done my research. Half and half <laughs> scarves, yes or no? Yes. Yes, that's our first yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I, I don't know if I should ask this one because you're in. You're you're obviously a fitness uh, mogul, but pub or club? Pub. Pub. <laughs> Favorite food? Oh, probably cheese. I really like cheese. <laughs> I was expecting a whole meal, but we could just have no, one like ingredient. Cheese, cheese and biscuits, that's like, yeah. Cheese, cheese. on top of a pizza? <laughs> yeah, Any, anything. Cheese, <laughs> really. cheese. Yeah. All right, and what about your least favourite food? Uh, favourite food? Pepperoni pizza, actually, purely because I really don't like pepperoni. And it just, it just ruins pizza. <laughs> unpopular opinion right um okay now we, we move on to the football ones now so uh your all-time favorite footballer oh that's a um i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna suck up to her and say cheryl foster all right, all time. Yeah, uh, straight away. <laughs> okay, all time favorite manager, football manager. Oh, um, unpopular opinion, but I'm gonna pick Steve Cooper for kind of what he did with the Swans, and then obviously since he's moved to to Forest, what he's done there. That's a good um, one. That's a yeah. good one. That is that is a good. Probably one. very unpopular with all the Swansea City fans, but. <laughs> And the Cardiff fans. And the Cardiff fans. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, we've already heard Cheryl Foster's name once. All-time favourite referee. Obviously, I... Lee's looking at you right now. Um, <laughs> no, no, to do with me. Then. No, it, it's gotta be. It's gotta be Cheryl. Um, you know, I wouldn't be where I was without her. So, yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair enough. It's been a good day for Cheryl Foster today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure she listens to this. I'll send her a link. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right um that's everything then thanks very much lee and thank you kerry uh we hope you enjoyed listening to the episode um and we'll be back soon with another one thank you very much thank you